Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nougat. Head chef in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is uh, pretty exciting here, what you've cooked up. It is. Uh, basically, today we're going to taste a little bit of uh, an international Christmas. Oh, look at you. Mm. How fancy. Yes. Mostly German stuff because uh, yeah. it's the home of dirty Germans and uh, they send us stuff all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. has nothing to do with Robin being related to actual Germans. And getting German products. And getting German products. And so. knowing what she's talking okay. about. Yeah. None of that comes into play. No. Uh, we will also have, by the way, an American tradition, a Smith family tradition. Me and my cousin drink it every Christmas Eve, whether we're together or across the country. We tweet pictures of each other drinking spiked eggnog. And this is the priest. But look, I'm not sure if it's egg. It says eggnog wine cocktail. So here's the deal. We have the Kirkland brand in here. Now, you can spike your own eggnog with either rum or bourbon. Don't use both. People will th- find it disgusting. I've been through that. Uh, but you could buy the pre-made ones. I think this oh. Kirkland one's going to be really delicious. Me and my cousin <laughs> used to drink one called Old New England. Listen, do, you, do you spike your own typically, or do you buy no, one that's pre-spiked? I, me and my cousin have this thing where we have to buy the spike. Like, the cheaper... The worse, the better. And I don't know why. It's just a weird thing we do. Ted has been assuring us all week that we're going to like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He spins around like in a circle. Oh, dude, me and my cousin buy like the worst S on earth. Right. So I think this is better. You guys are going to enjoy oh, this. Oh, no. God. Robin looks terrified. Oh, she opened Robin, the bottle. Pour me a little sip of that. Wait, just so you know, Robin poured some. I couldn't see what she poured, but then she put the lid back and just started shaking vigorously. It looks like you, Which, could, uh, yeah. looks like you could use this as a prop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, come on, man. Is that that where you need to be? That smells like my birthday. (laughs) Well, you drink it on your birthday. It's not. It's not. Dude. You look really happy. I am. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, (laughs) but it's not awesome. I think it's great. What do you think, Miles? I think it's delicious. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. It's absolutely fantastic. Really? Yeah. Dips on the other half of the bottle. Mm -hmm. All right. So. So we're enjoying some spiked eggnog. <laughs> now, today we're going to pair it with the traditional Christmas Stalin. Mike has lost his mind, by the way. Stalin. Mike is gone, All right. Mike. Stalin is a uh, fruit based of nuts, spices, and dried or candied fruit. Coat it with powdered right sugar here. or an icing sugar. Just give me it's a traditional hand. German bread eaten during the Christmas season when it was called Weinerstalin. <laughs> this particular one has marzipan inside. Which is basically a Sweeman almond meal with honey and sugar. I would like to try some, but I'm reading. <laughs> and as we found out with the uh, mm. the Whoppers, that's a bad idea. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> what do you think? It's kind of like fruitcake, but better, I believe. That's the problem. I don't like fruitcake, but <laughs> but it tastes better than fruitcake by leaps and bounds. All right. All there right. you go. I will say my mother is one of the only people that likes fruitcake. Something wrong with her, man. Yeah. The original one's from Texas, by the way. Uh <laughs> Oh, you look like Mr. Christmas. All right, next. Uh, I tried to wash down the thing we just ate with the eggnog. They don't mix in your mouth. Not real well. Yeah. Uh, Next, we're going to try authentic German Leipkogen. Leipkogen? No. Robin, just help me out. Leberkogen? Lebergorgen? Leipkogen. 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 I did the phonetic spelling for you there. I know. (laughs) <laughs> Traditional German cookie that is usually baked for Christmas. It's most like a soft gingerbread cookie made with molasses and a and a, and full of warm spices. Ooh, is this the frosting <laughs> or the uh, the chocolate? Uh, this glaze provides the perfect complement—a little sweet and a little hint of lemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this is the, the the this one. That the that one? Yeah. Is it the cookies? 
the oh, cookies with a little powdered sugar. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. Correct? Yeah, that's, that's your it. late The cookie. one that's cut into pieces for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I spelled it phonetically for you. There's a I know. Ch- chocolate version and then just kind of the normal frosted. So that's the normal frosted version. That tastes like absinthe. It's it's uh it's most like a soft gingerbread. It's the anise no. from the gingerbread sort of spice mix. Okay. okay. Yep. Now next up we will try the chocolate covered Leipkugen. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, these are also vegan for people. Uh, this Thank is a German, sp- again, German spin on the German on the German bread, gingerbread cookie, but dipped in milk chocolate and filled with sweet apricot jam. Get into the hearts. That's yeah, what he's the hearts about. also oh, the come hearts. in giant yeah. size, made for giving. You gave him Wait. the wrong thing. Sorry. Oh, come on, you son of a bitch. You want a half yeah. or a whole? Oh, just give me a half. Yeah. I don't know where my mouth is. Uh, some people aren't huge fans of apricots themselves, which I agree. But apricot jam and jelly comes in a lot of ways, and uh, you can even use it with your meatballs. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Very good. What, what are you saying? <laughs> you could make delicious like a like a molasses. Oh, like, okay. You literally meant that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My I bad. made I made it sound dirty. That was just me being a jackass. All right. Uh, wait a minute. Not bad. There's three. All right, we ate three. Th- no, there's four things. Yeah. So we had the chocolate covered one, and then the hearts. Oh, now it's time for the. Oh, yeah. Get to the, the last Let's get to the chocolate orange. The chocolate orange. Now, this is a Terry's chocolate orange. We're going England uh, on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this product. All right. So here's the deal. You've seen these before. I never have. This is my first time. That's why you thing. get to break the orange. All right. At one time, it was estimated the chocolate orange was found in a tenth of British Christmas stockings. I always put an orange Damn. at the bottom of my stocking as well. Okay. The instructions say to whack and unwrap. Whack it and unwhack it. So do I smack it on the <laughs> bottom or do I smack it on the label? Just no, no, no. whack and unwrap. Those are the only you... freaking instructions in the whole I just whacked it. Is that hard enough? Did I whack it hard enough? No. I just whacked it again. <laughs> unwrap it. Let's see. All right. I whacked and now we're going to unwrap. What happens if I unwrap it and it hasn't been whacked? Then you don't know how to whack. All right. Here we go. We're it has two it. instructions. Whack, whack it and unwrap, and unwrap it. it. Yeah. And you still had questions. Well, I whacked it, but it didn't do anything. Look, I whacked it. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, you there it is. Yeah, I did go. whack it. Okay. Uh, this chocolate product laced with orange oil was created by Terry's in 1932. Terry's Chocolate Works in York, England. Uh, production moved to France two years ago. The chocolate balls traditionally slammed on a hard surface to cause the segments to separate from each other. I'm here yeah. to uh, support that theory. Yeah. What do you think? Now that we actually, we've had this sitting in the office for months and it's been killing me. Like, Miles, whack it's it awesome. already. Yeah, it's very good. They're delicious. Yeah, it's amazing. First time I've ever had one. Yeah, I can't believe you never had one of those. No. Do you not have any English friends? I do not. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Very good. Oh, wait, wait. Hang on. So did you get in? No, wrong. Did you get wrong. in on this chocolate orange? I did, ma'am. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is. Plus, I mean, oranges and chocolates go well together anyhow. It, if that's you a, do it in the right proportions. That's the first time I've ever had orange-flavored chocolate. What do you think? I think it's great. Yeah, exactly. That's how I get my orange juice. Now back mm. to eggnog. Well, hint. Mm, you want mine? If you're at Miles' house, maybe put one of those oranges in his stocking. Yeah. If you're at his house, after you rob him, yes, leave him one of these. <laughs> Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Who uh, who do you know with a special talent or skill? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Quentin. <laughs> Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, uh, my, so this is about me. Uh, my weird skill is I can weld with my feet. I'm sorry, what now? I can weld with my feet. Like I can, I can hold the uh, welding uh, torch in my feet and weld with it. Is this because you're very uh, strong, skilled? You don't have arms? How did you get this talent? So one day, my buddy just bought a new uh, feather-mounted uh, welding rig, and you know we were playing around with it, doing all kinds of frankly stupid stuff. And um, I said, "Hey, you want let me try welding my feet real quick?" And you know it was kind of tricky, you know, get it. Getting help between my boots, but eventually I did it, and I actually made a pretty okay weld with it. Wait, why did you want to try to weld with your feet? I'm not understanding what this spark of inspiration was. Uh, you know, I'm drunk. I was a teenager at the time, and we uh, were uh, we okay. Were, okay, say no more. Yeah, right. we, we we saw a man drink and eat with his feet, but he didn't have arms. <laughs> no, so, I've, I've so got arms. obviously he was very skilled with his feet. He was. I've never seen anyone hold a fork and a knife and like cut a piece of steak with their feet. Yeah, that was impressive. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, no, this guy, it was was kind of next level. Otherwise, he looked like a pirate. Mm Kind of looked like the Gordon Fisherman a little bit. But how he was backed, like how he could sit, you got to keep in mind, this guy's sitting on a bar stool. Right. He's not on a table. 
So he's already elevated, and he can just bend his his knees up to a point like in his chest. And then it kind of looked like a praying mantis, like how he worked his It looked like he was stuck ass first in the trash down, can. You know what, you know what I mean? Then he could bring his feet to his face. I don't know that I could eat next to him. Uh, well, we were kind of look. We walked into the place. His back is to you when you walk in, so something looked weird, but you don't really notice. And where we sat, we're kind of catty corner to him. Picture the uh, bar being the shape of an L. He's on the bottom, running up and down part. And Miles kind of nudges me, doesn't say anything, just you know directs me with his eyes. And then you're, I'm like, what? What are you the guys over? Oh my God! In heaven, the dude's eating with his mm-hmm. feet, chatting with the bartender. Like I said, fork and knife, wiping his mouth with the napkin, the whole thing. Ted, I'm not making this up. And then before he left, uh, because he knows the bartender, gave her a high five with his foot. She mm. did her hand, he did his I don't foot. know if I could high five. And he was yeah. eating a steak, huh? Yeah, he was cutting up his food, man. It was insane. Just and like, then start spreading the nose. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then we got kicked out. Yes, that is true. He would, right. What'd you get kicked out for? Uh, I, you know, we listen, could, you know how like you I don't want to sound, we would sound really, you know, really you terrible. You can't, can't keep it together sometimes when something happens, but it's not supposed to be something that's supposed to be funny. Something that's right. It's not supposed You're to like be funny. Like laughing at a funeral and you can't stop. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like, laughing at a, somebody at a karaoke bar. Yes. 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 Right. And um, so, but, and look, we're trying to keep it under wraps. It's just our shoulders kept jiggling, you know. Uh, the bartender then started laughing because it gets a little contagious. But I think when she pieced together what it was we were laughing at, and now she's laughing yeah. too, she kind of like, made us go. No, we weren't being our, bad. Like, she's just like, is this our, a bar you normally go to? Yes, this was a bar yes. that I've been banned from. Yes, and it was great food too. And I had like my chin down, but my like my shoulders are bouncing up and oh, down. Oh, oh, and I can't yeah, we got very kicked well. out of there. Wait a minute, is that the second time? No, no, we got that was kicked, the final time. We got kicked out that time. I was eighty six permanently for a different incident. <laughs> I'll leave it at that, but <laughs> just keep in mind, I'm not going to say where the place is, but I once puked and rallied in the parking lot. They invite me back. Are you kidding? No. Oh, uh, no, we were going. Damn. Yeah, we were, we were thrown out. Who do you know with a special uh, talent or skill? 844-999-OLA. <laughs> it was bad, man. It was bad. I can't believe they even serve steak. They do. Well, they yeah. It's a yeah. Trap. I yeah. mean, listen. Yes, they do. The place looked terrible, but the food was actually pretty good. Oh, it was great. It really did. It looked like it looked like a bar that should be in a motel. Yeah, they have bacon fried rice. Mm-hmm. And delicious dumplings. That was so good. I think I, I never got to get bacon fried rice again. I could probably sneak back in now. They won't remember me. I don't know. I bet you could find bacon fried rice somewhere else where you don't have to. Yeah, but risk it was really good. It there. was really I mean, good. It was just really we live good. Live in there. Seattle. I know. I know, but it was like, really. It was very unique then. You know what I mean? It was kind of like new. You know what I mean? They but had, they still did it better. Everywhere. They did it better than oh, anyone yeah. else. That's all we're saying, man. Like it's the best in town, and we can't go in because we. Well, I definitely cannot go in. I Miles, I bet you could pull it off. I could. Yeah, I think I could. That's so unfair, though. I just have to go in with a hat and sunglasses. It is, but I mean, people don't recognize Miles at our own events, right? You know what I mean? Like everybody knows you. I'm gonna like, walk in there. She's gonna go, no, 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 you out. That would be kind of funny, though. <laughs> you friends with tall black men? No. <laughs> you start spreading the news, guy. <laughs> Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. And now, everyone's favorite daytime game show, where one person could lose $325,000 and their job or win and walk away with nothing. It's time for Ted versus the FCC. Oh, good news, Steve. What's that? All right. As the year comes to a close here. Uh Uh-huh. According to our own Mike Hawk, we looked at the master board. Yeah. That is the last time this year that we will have to stay up and come up with these rhymes, oh, riddles, God. and tongue twisters for Ted. Oh, thank God. I mean, the effort, the, the, the effort we've put in this year alone is, is which, it's like eight men. Which sucks, because we did some really good ones last night on that trucker speed you got. Again, some of your best work. Is. Your nose just bleeds, though. That's the problem all night long. I think you said it was powdered oh. bug repellent. Did you get that from the Viper Man? Oh, yeah. You know the guy. Yeah. yeah. Mike, do we know the record? On Ted versus the FCC. Well, we'll get that for our end Let's of the year spectacular. Let's just call it uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, don't forget that at the end of the year, we play you all the misses in Ted versus the FCC, which, to be honest with you, it's not going to be the longest reel. 
Ted's had a pretty good year successfully. But lo and behold, we come in and uh, we find that Some we have... Some people like short reels, Miles. We have a, a listener submitted Ted versus the FCC. <laughs> so much like the Dirty Germans, we always say the listener comes first. That's correct. And we are going to go with a it's listener, Ted versus the FCC. Our last one comes from a guy named Emmett. He says, guys, I figured I'd try doing lines of OxyClean and take a shot of uh, summoning the spirit of Billy Mays to help me write this. There you go. It is short and sweet and goes something like this. So here is this week's Ted versus the FCC. Big Nick has a thick neck. Thick Neck Nick is friends with Rick Doc. Rick Doc calls Thick Neck Nick a necker. The way we do Ted versus the FCC, like you're making out, you know what I mean, with your uh, girlfriend. <laughs> Is we uh, do that one time through and then three times fast. Hmm. You don't have a highlighter, huh? Uh, I did not highlight that this time. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Trying to make you know, it I'll play through the conditions, all, all right. right? Okay. I'll play through the conditions. <clears throat> Big Nick has a thick neck. Thick Neck Nick is friends with Rick Doc. Rick Doc calls Thick Neck Nick a necker. Three times fast. Big Nick has a thick neck. Thick Nick or Thick Neck Nick is friends with Rick Doc. Rick Doc calls Thick Neck Nick a necker. One. Big Nick is a, has a thick neck. Thick Neck Nick is friends with Rick Doc. Rick Doc calls Thick Neck Nick a necker. Two. Big Nick has a thick neck. Thick Neck Nick is friends with Rick Doc. Rick Doc calls Thick Neck Nick a necker. Whoa. Whoa! I, I, don't, I don't feel good. <laughs> Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on radio.com. Let's give it up for Brian Thor back in the studio. Hello. It's the same enthusiasm as ever. This, uh, this must be uh, very exciting for you to be uh, back in studio. We know you've been on the road doing uh, gigs in New York City and Miami, Florida, all across this great country of ours. And, and now you're back with us. You, you, you Surely you got to be excited about that. I'm very excited, Miles. Yeah, we, we can, can tell. tell. I can tell. I'm just Man. thrilled to be here. What uh, <laughs> Things have been going well for you? Things have been going fantastic. Okay. I know you've you been can in, hear it in your voice. You've been yep. in charge of a lot of big shows and all that stuff, and, and you got promoted in the company. We'll talk to you about how we can do that later on. <laughs> yes, uh, but I'll, you're, I'll, I'll help you out. But you're here for, uh, once again, for a very special announcement. Is that correct? That's why I come into the studio, right. for announcements, and such we, as this one. And we appreciate <laughs> it because this is a big one, and we save it for you because you really bring that enthusiasm uh, that we're all looking for. On, on these big announcements we have. And we all agree on that. Like, no one else can do this announcement except for Brian Thorpe. We need we need just that, that voice from the rooftops that comes raining down. You know? mm-hmm. That's affirmative. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, this, <laughs> is a, this is a project Point that, proven. that uh, you've been working on for years. This is something that you helped build, something that you helped curate. And uh, we have made it now that we have three different uh, men's room beers. We have men's room original red. Mm-hmm. We have men's room gold, which is available uh, all year round now. And we have men's room black, which is a seasonal delicious beverage. And all the proceeds of the portion go to the uh, friends here at the local Fisher houses in the area. Brian Thorpe, what news do you bring us? Men's Room Black. What's up? <laughs> Somebody calls me in the halls. Is back! <laughs> There it is. The black is back. Men's room black is back. Just in time for the holidays. Exactly, Miles. Okay. This imperial red is available in Washington, boasting its 8.9% ABV. That you know, is uh, that. That's a beer that packs a punch. It does. It's big. It's red, and it's delicious. It says Olabicholas rock on and unleash your devilish side with his extremely limited edition imperial red ale. It is big. It is dark. It is aromatic and full of yummy Chinook and Cascade hops. Alcohol percent 8.7 by volume. That's 8. a hell 7. of a beer. 8.7, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 8.7. Seven, 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 seven. Contributed yeah. to my Close broken enough. wrist years ago. Yes, it did. So the black is back. Uh, also, as far as some of the locations are concerned, uh, do us a favor. Shoot those to the men's room at mensroomlive.com as mm-hmm. far as our emails uh, are concerned. Right now, Men's Room Black is available in six packs at Total Wine and More in Puyallup in Silverdale, Federal Way, and Olympia. Also at Albertsons in Port Orchard, Lakewood, Gig Harbor. Our friends at Safeway and Lacey Kent. 
Kent, Gig Harbor, and University Place are also carrying Men's Room Black. The Bonnie Lake Grocery has it as well. Bevmo in Tequila. Brookside Grocer in Auburn. Also, uh, the Chevron in Olympia. All right, Chevron. Ralph's yeah. Thriftway in Olympia. Ralph's. Uh, the Safeway in Anacortes, Ted, if you're up oh, there getting lovely. a muffin. Stop in and, uh, and get some Men's Room Black. The Bevmo locations in Issaquah. And in Silverdale, Lake Sawyer Grocery in Black Diamond, Dan's Belltown Grocery. Oh, nice. There you go. 7-Eleven in Puyallup, uh, the Rosario Market in Anacortes, and the Loggers Inn in Salton. Some of the locations that you can pick up. Thank you guys for carrying that, man. Honest to God. Thank you very much for that. And thank you, just so you know, a portion of the net proceeds of all the men's room black, of the red and the gold, go to our friends locally here at the Fisher House. So anytime you enjoy one of the Elysian products that has anything to do with the men's room, Mm -hmm. you're doing a great job uh, with our charity. So we really appreciate that, too. Brian, uh, thank you so much for, for bringing bring, that enthusiasm, bringing man. Bringing the heat, uh, bringing the thunder. And anytime. by the way, if you uh, do not have the Men's Room app, get that now. There's a Men's Room Original Red and Men's Room Beer Finder on there. So if you are looking for some local uh, locations where you can pick up the black, just get our app now. It is the uh, Men's Room app. Thank you, uh, Brian. We appreciate it so much. Can't get enough of the Men's Room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the Radio.com app. And now, the men's room proudly brings you Bad Jokes. Mike Hawk, here to kick off the bad jokes. All right, what did the kid with no hands get for Christmas? What What? did the kid with no hands get for Christmas? Gloves. I'm just kidding. He still hasn't opened his presents yet. Oh, damn. (laughs) A buddy of mine is addicted to brake fluid. Says he's fine, and he can stop whenever he wants. Did you hear that they're releasing Wookiee meat in stores to promote the new movie? No. Well, unfortunately, the meat is a little chewy. (laughs) I was attacked by three guys the other day, but I managed to knock one out. Looking back, it probably wasn't the best time to masturbate, but it could have been my last. (laughs) (laughs) Why should you not fight a dinosaur? Why should you not fight a dinosaur? Because you'll get giraffe kicked. (laughs) What do you call a man that never farts in public? I don't know. What do you call a man that never farts in public? A private tutor. Why did the skeleton stop by the barbecue? Why did the skeleton stop by the barbecue? For spare ribs. What do you get when you cross alcohol with an unstable parent? Alcohol with an unstable parent. Beats me. Oh, damn, Mike. What part of your home should you sleep in when it's only 40 degrees? The basement. Negative. You want to sleep in the corner because it's usually 90 degrees. Uh, why don't they make jokes about the Jim Jones Massacre? Oh, no. Why don't they make jokes about the Jim Jones Massacre? The punchline takes too long. Oh, no. Oh. Took the lady to the museum the other day, and she leans over and she says, You think we can take pictures? I said, No, I'm pretty sure we need to leave them on the walls. <laughs> says if you're looking for bad jokes, you always want to use sausage jokes because they're the worst. Ah. Mm, mm, wordplay. Yeah, wordplay there. Why do they call them roach clips? Why do they call them roach clips? Because Potholder was taken. (laughs) (laughs) Connect with the Men's Room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. One night we were in our apartment, and uh, there was a club at the time that uh, had just let out. It was probably 1.30 in the morning or something like that. We, of course, are up. We got off work at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So we're having a few beers, doing our thing, and a fight breaks out as people are leaving this club. And this almost happened, well, probably every weekend there's a fight. This one was just particularly yeah. epic. The guys were in the street, and both of them knew martial arts. So, like, one guy's warming up with spin kicks on one side. Right. You got a girlfriend in between screaming, like, don't fight it, Billy! Right. Or whatever the hell, you know what I mean? And then- no, if I remember correctly, she was the terrible girlfriend. Like, he gonna F you up. <laughs> yeah, but- It was like egging it on. Right. Well, it got to the point where, like, look, both of these guys could probably kick anyone else's ass, but now they realize... They're gonna have to fight each other. They gotta fight each other, and they, bo- they both walked in with an equal skill set, right? And But the odds of you bumping into someone that knows what you know are real slim, but here they are. So we could tell... That they're trying to diffuse the situation a little bit. Neither one of them wants to come to blows now because it's like, right, it's two Bruce Lees are about to fight. This is a problem. But the one girl would not shut up. Now you could hear her. Kept 
making it worse, man. And it's like, you're going to get your boyfriend killed, but we I just could not help but watch no. this thing. We were hanging out the window, just watching, like eating popcorn. Just... We turned off all the lights. Yeah, so <laughs> they wouldn't see us watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. Seriously. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, it literally was like a movie, like how you expect a bad fight right. to go. <laughs> He's going to F you up. <laughs> it's like a street brawl. Uh, I will say, I when I was working at the AFL-CIO as a janitor, yeah. and I'll leave, you know, so that's the American Federation of Labor, Congress of Industrial Organizations. It's all the labor unions. I won't say which one, but a driver for let's just say an Irishman union, uh, <laughs> literally got into a fight with somebody else. They pulled a gun in the lobby. Of that building? Yes. We're, wow. we're at 16th and I Street. And like you always hear rumors about like gangsters being involved in this and that. Yes. And he literally, in the lobby, pulled a gun on the other guy. But isn't that, I mean, like, and, 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 and I apologize if this is offensive, but isn't that pretty well the gangster building in D.C. as far as the government is concerned? Other than the actual government? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean that or the Teamsters headquarters. Okay, right. right. I mean, that, your answer if, basically confirms. If this well, is anywhere, if, if this is going to happen someplace, that, that's the building. You I would think that that. that would I mean, be the you're place. right. The other instance I remember was we were uh, they were redoing the building, and they were putting on uh, like these names on a wall, right, of like the different unions. All right. But the lady that ran the department, <clears throat> uh, she hired somebody who wasn't union. So then the painter. She hired someone who was not union to put up the names. Okay. Because she thought they could just get it done real quick. And two very large dudes from like the painter's union just like walked in and like basically shook the guy down and were like, get off the scaffolding. Like, you can't do this job. Jeez. Wow. I did work at a bar and I've told this before. (laughs) I worked at, well, actually, it was a a nice restaurant upstairs. Downstairs was a bar. And the bar itself was pretty nice. Uh, Miles, you might remember, Brewer's Art. Yeah. And this was basically the first legit brew pub in Baltimore City. So it was kind of a big deal. And a woman. I that- never liked it because I had only drank like Miller Lite before. That, so right. every time we went there, it was like, what's with these weird beers? And that's the thing, right? So that was kind of Baltimore's introduction into the microbrew world. And the, the brewer we had was outstanding. Almost everyone that I worked with there, I'd worked with at other restaurants. The woman who opened it, she opened it with two partners. I'd worked with her. At many restaurants, so she just offered me the job straight up. I'm opening this place. If you want to be the sous chef, the job's yours. Took the job. It was a great place to work. Uh, we had some guys downstairs at the bar, and they're kind of harassing. I think Ruth was her name. And in spite of her name, no, she wasn't 600 years old. She's maybe 25. And these guys are getting really drunk. And it was these college guys, but kind of like you, Ted, obviously they've been drinking Miller Lite kind of stuff because they say things like, Dude, I can drink 18 beers. We're like, we understand that this beer, like, this is like three times as much alcohol, man. Yeah. This is all we're telling. We're not calling you a weakling or anything. It's just this beer is different. It'll mess you up. And it did. And they got really drunk. So we're trying to get them to leave. And it was two normal-sized guys and one just giant, giant human being. And he proved to be the most problematic of them all. So the bartender can't get these guys to leave. And most of the people at the bar at this time were other people in the industry. It's other people we know. Most people there are actually friends. That's what made this brawl so crazy because by the end of this, like, friends were fighting friends. But we asked these three guys to leave. They won't leave. So they get us out of the kitchen, right? So we roll out there. Guys, man, this doesn't have to be stupid. Just leave. There's a thousand bars down the street, whatever. So they agree to leave. But as they're leaving, one of our employees is kind of pushing them in the back to get them out the door. The big dude turns around, and I always remember this. There's probably eight of us behind him. Just keep it. There's eight of us. We are full-grown adults. He turns around and says, stop pushing me, and pushes this guy back. When he pushes this one guy, like, all eight of us went backwards. Okay? <laughs> and I just remember in my head, it's like, oh, no. Right? I mean, this guy has stupid strength. That's when things start to go down, and, I mean, a fight breaks out. Okay? So everyone in the bar is probably... 50, 60 people, maybe. Like, it just, it happened. Like, just drop of a pin. Everyone is in a fight. Now, I worked there, so I'm trying to defuse this as best I can. But at this point, you're not going to defuse it. You're just trying to pull people away from each other. You're calling out your buddies by name. Like, John, just sit down, man. Like, what the hell's going on? So I see the big guy ends up punching my boss, the chick. I mean, just knocks her down. He's, and keep in mind, everyone he has hit is dropping to the ground. And, yes, I'm very strategically trying to avoid being in his general vicinity. Yeah. I don't want to get clobbered by this guy, man. He is just a beast. His two buddies get worked over in no time. And this guy is to take all covers. But he, he takes down the boss, and this dude, Carlos, I work with, loses his S with that. And Carlos weighed maybe 140 pounds, right? Just the thinnest little dude. And he goes up and kind of pushes the guy. Big dude looks at him. You want to do this? What we did not know is that Carlos was also an amateur boxer, okay? So – he jumps straight up just to get to eye level with this guy, 
pulls back his hand, hits this guy square between his eyes, and it's almost like, uh, remember like an Empire Strikes Back, those big walking things? As they slowly the crumble crum- down one right. knee at a time. Yeah, it was like watching a Transformer slowly crumple back into a car, but it took forever. It's just, and you can see his knees buckle a little bit. And this dude just drops, and we're all looking at Carlos like, what in the hell? And that's what he points out. Oh, man, I'm an amateur boxer. I'm like, well, obviously. But now we got to drag his big ass out of the building and up a set of stairs to get him level with the streets. So it's like a basement bar. Drag his ass out there. He kind of comes to, he wants to keep squaring up again. And I'm like, man, this, like, this is not going to end. So Carlos goes, hang on. I'm going to go get my gun. And I looked <laughs> up. I said, wait a minute. We just had 50 people fighting. And now you tell me that you have a gun in your bag. We could have solved this. All you got to do is pull it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's done. Just fire one of the ceiling, whatever the hell you're going to do. Now gun right through the bar. And you probably would have shot someone upstairs. <laughs> I understand Waiting that. for a table. But the cops finally showed him. They took that guy away, man. And I just, for like the next month, we're all like, if that dude comes back in, he's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. If that big mofo, I've never seen a man that big drop the way he dropped from a man so skinny. But it was just one of the most incredible workplace experiences I've ever had. Like, this is like I'm watching a 70s movie with Burt Reynolds, man. This is a full-on and no one knows what they're angry about. It was three dudes. That's it. It was just these three guys, and somehow everyone turned on each other and got into a fight. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the men's room. <laughs> Mike? Hola. 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 Michael, welcome to the program. Random question, question. Okay, let's yes. see what we got here. All right. What did you or do you eat too much of? What did you or do you eat Ooh. way too much of? Uh, it's a tough question because I can't point to one particular thing, but uh, probably buffalo wings. All right. Honestly. How yeah. many buffalo wings do you need in a setting? I can I just put a giant plate in front of me. I can probably polish up the whole thing. All right. I did, <laughs> I did 12 on Saturday easily. How often do yeah. you, uh, How often do you eat wings? Um, I used to eat them like every day for lunch, but I cut, I cut down on that. Why? Now, was it one of those things where the doctor said cut back? Did you just feel weird doing it? What? <laughs> no, I was just starting to get sick of them, honestly, but I, also, I, get, I can still go for them. It's also anytime. expensive. You know what I mean? It's like, it yeah. is expensive, yeah. but they're delicious. They're delicious, yeah. and they come in on a thousand different flavors mm-hmm. now, man. Yep. Yeah. We got yeah, some last week and then went out to dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's yep. go get some chicken wings before we eat dinner. But we switched it up, right? When you say wings, most people picture buffalo wings or you get whatever from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. But they have this the dry rub at, at a local bar here, and uh, they are so good. They're so ridiculously good. That's the new hotness everywhere. Yeah. So basically, we both sat down, we split and ordered wings, and then went home and had dinner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's right, though. Chicken wings are one of those things. Like, generally, you're going to order a you know order of like six or 12. Sure. That's how they serve them at the place I go. That's why we order them that way, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's right. If I was sitting there watching a whole game and there was an order of 24, over the course of the game, they're probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. That's how what about, I like uh, about They're fine at room temperature. I did one of those things, you know me, where I went to a place and actually ate the pizza there. Yes. On Friday night. All right. I am well over my half of the large pizza. I'm right. now working on piece number five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like I have, I have crossed the line. That's always the line. Do you go for? Because I feel like if you go for piece five, piece six, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm in. That's I'm what in. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, oh, you stop at four. Let's just do this. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so far along. What was your pizza? What kind of pizza was it? Got pepperoni and onion. Yeah, I mean, come on, it man. was fantastic. So I just kept eating, and that's the did problem. The other, was it just you, or did the other? No, person? the other person, you know, got gypped off a of piece there. Oh, so they didn't care? Uh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but either way, like if I would have the finished pizza- the other three, yes, ooh, right. So, but if yeah. I had the pizza delivered, I guarantee you, I'd have not eaten any more than than two pieces of pizza. Why do you think that is? Because I'm the I same. I don't way, know. Right? Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I'm the opposite. I feel like I eat less of the pizzeria. I'm more off to eat more at home. Really? Okay. Like if I order pizza at home, you know, the kids get theirs, and I'm down for like two slices, and that's it. If we actually go to a sit down place. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys get your own pizza. Daddy's getting his. Robin and the, I kill the whole thing. Robin the devil over there. She got me turned on to these uh, these cookies called Tate. Tate. Which ones oh, were they're, they're in a little green. Those are the ones from the New York Bakery or whatever. Oh, yeah. But you can get them at the grocery yeah. store and like all these places. And they come in a gluten-free option, but who needs it? That's, they have like whatever. chocolate chip and mm-hmm. like a few other. They even have holiday flavors. I'm on the Tate's train. So think of like a, a I'm gold, on the Tate train. A goldfish. I have a buddy named Tate. 
goldfish or pepperidge farm type container, but yeah, it's green same type bag. and it says Tate, and they have these thin, little, crispy, delicious cookies in them. And here's the thing: they're on two different levels, wow. much like the pepperidge farm world, right? So once you get past the first cup, then there's another equally delicious cup at oh, the bottom. Yeah. Of it. That's what I was going to ask. I can clean the top of those things off in one night. So like Do this you, is a two night. It's one for serving. Me. Two nights. Oh, easy. Look, if you get, what is it, Milano's, those are like my good. If you go Pepper's right. Farm, they remember. Uh, you hook me up with Milano's. If I open the bag, I will eat them until the bag is done. There are no questions asked. I don't make any bones about it. My other true downfall is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? So if there's a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I will wait for the kids to go to bed because, again, they are still unaware the Cinnamon Toast Crunch exists. I pour a big bowl, and I eat it. And then I pour another big bowl, and I will eat the entire box in one sitting. Every time. Kind of yeah, sucks because yeah. the next day, I wish I hadn't have done that, but, man, they're so good. I can eat crabs for hours. I can eat clams for hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, steamed shrimp for hours. There's a Ooh, bunch. Of- I made some recently. Some steamed shrimp? Yeah. How much? Half pound, pound? Two pounds. Two pounds? Yeah, man. How Cleaned them off, deveined them for everybody. Did you awesome. really? They were a big hit at the dinner party. Oh, you served them cold? Lukewarm. I cooked them a couple hours before the dinner okay. party. Oh, room temperature. Right. Actually, okay. I've yeah. seen, uh, I will say that I was with Miles, and it was in Biloxi, Mississippi. This is the Half Shell, Half Moon, whatever Seven. the name of this place is, all right? So we sit down at the bar. They hand us a menu. And I want to say the first thing we got was like broiled clam, broiled oysters, whatever the hell it was. They were delicious. So we ordered the next thing on the menu. Fast forward three hours later, and this is not a lie. We ordered every single thing on their menu, crushed it. I want to say they gave us dessert for free because the bartenders could not believe how much food we were eating, how much money we were willing to give them, how much we were drinking and keeping it together. I mean, they absolutely, but we ordered every single thing under menu mm, and ate all of it. I could eat broiled oysters all day long, without question. I like oysters. I, I have a limit. But shrimp, crabs, I mean, me and my brother did it, or me and DB did it a few months ago. We went to one bar, got wings, blah, blah, blah. Went to another place, got oysters and clams, and went to another place and got more wings. Yeah. There's we nothing wrong with that. If we can find a place in our area that, uh, that, that will have broiled oysters and do them somewhat remotely correct, I, no will, I will service a goat on the air. The service goat on the air. If we can find one place, I know a place that doesn't well within twenty five <laughs> miles. That just I, I know a place that doesn't no, well. No, you don't. I do. No, you. I don't. do. I'm gonna write it down. You've no, been you here don't. before. You just didn't order. I don't know if they do it all the time. Uh, maybe. Oh no! I want you to service a goat on the air. <laughs> all right. If I can find oh, one place yeah. that doesn't remotely decent. <laughs> I'll service a goat. Mm. Well, listen, that's not what I meant by this. No, I that's they've got to no, say when that be, goat walks they've, in they've here. They've got to be good. Hey, no. listen, Bill's they, here. He's a goat. Get to work. He's, looking, he's laying on his back. Yeah, less is more. You don't <laughs> stuff the whole thing. Like, don't put a bunch of crap in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the reason we Excuses ask. Excuses are starting already. Sorry, Bill the goat. What, uh, what did you eat too much of? A woman in her 40s who was admitted to a hospital in China with severe abdominal pains was found to have a two-inch indigestible is it Bezor, Steve, or Bezor? Bezor? I think it's Bezor. Bezor in the middle of her stomach. At first, doctors weren't sure if the mass was a tumor or another type of blockage because it was so big. That is uh, a Bezor or whatever. is a solid mass of indigestible material that accumulates in the digestive tract, which can cause blockage. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, look who it is! It's me. Ron Castle is uh, enjoying a uh, much-deserved vacation today. Wait a second, Ron Castle's off. Yeah, today on uh, on Sit and Spin. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, Don't rub it in, people. Don't rub it in. He knows you don't like him. Easy enough to uh, at least say on my behalf, and I believe yours, that uh, one of the more quintessential albums in our lifetime that has come out during our lifetime would have to be Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a freaking doubt. Top to bottom, one of the uh, greatest albums, uh, you know, at least in our lifetime. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, with that, the fine folks at Spin Magazine, and we talk about this all the time, the fact that one thing we know about the pretentiousness of music journalism mm-hmm. is that when it gets to magazine form. It becomes harsh, it becomes angry, <laughs> it becomes <laughs> highfalutin, stuffy. Highfalutin, but it seems so pretentious. Things. But I want you to understand. Even when you agree with them, if yeah. you hate agreeing with them because they sound like such turds. The level of pretension on this is unbelievable. I will spare you the details Thank from Spin you. Magazine, but they do say that the worst thing that came out of Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, any idea? Uh, I don't know. The band Buck Cherry. 
So like right out, oh, of, yeah. right out oh. of the gate, they just they start, do mention that they just start wow. they just start slamming people. Yeah. Yeah. And although uh, Appetite for Destruction was 33 years old, I as they were going to say like the the other albums. Yeah, <laughs> at a, yeah as of right. uh, 2020, this is a list put together by Spin Magazine. Mm. All right, the worst Appetite for Destruction covers, and there are ten of these. Ten number ten. Is that Miles Kennedy? It is Miles Kennedy. Got it. No one else sounds Sorry. like it. Again, I, I love his voice. Me so too. I'm taking it. And this is Spin Magazine again, and the writer says, you are an Alter Bridge and you are not Axl Rose. Well, Slash sure. and Miles Kennedy doing Rocket Queen from a uh, iTunes session in 2010, which is actually, I listened to it, pretty good rendition and of the song. he's got Slash with him. He's got Slash, but yep. look, he knows he's not Axl Rose, but if Slash asked me to sing Dixie, I'm probably going to sing Dixie, right? I mean, yeah, probably. And this is the guy's voice. That'd be weird, a slash ash. <laughs> it would be. For I think, both of you. I yeah, know. No, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, Thrill. Come on, man, I'm playing guitar. Let's sing Dixie. These are the worst <laughs> appetite for destruction covers, according to Spin.com, on Sit and Spin. Nine, number nine. Have they heard the song before they covered it? Ted, you know who this is? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? I forget. Not Alanis Morissette. She was like drinking during the day. Oh, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. This is Cheryl Crow That's from the why Big it's terrible. Daddy soundtrack, 1999. Yeah, she's According awful. to Spin, so many unworthy contenders for this slot, but to record a truly terrible cover of a classic song requires more than mere incompetence. <laughs> a point lost on some people like Cheryl Crow. Uh, what's most disturbing about this version is that rather than seeming to domesticate GNR, Crow makes it sound like she's ever so mildly rocking up a song by Lone Star or some other lousy country balladeer. <laughs> Again, spin.com. The worst appetite for destruction covers on Sit and Spin. Eight, number eight. Ooh, it was the last time <laughs> I can remember. I feel uncomfortable. Ha! This is Miles' doorbell. I like it. Is this? Do we know this band? Is that not the? This is demo? Iron Horse. All right, they are a bluegrass uh, tribute band. I'm sorry, I yeah. love a banjo. This comes from 2007, and Iron Horse is the bluegrass tribute to Guns N' Roses. Again, the text from Spin. Imagine you had a friend who, whenever he walked into a room, was like, "These walls look would look so much better painted beige." That's what some bluegrass fans must be like. What color is beige, anyhow? This like is tannish. Yeah, Spin like Magazine. Gracious. And the worst appetite for destruction covers on Sit and Spin. Seven, number This is your 13-year-old neighbor's garage band. This is AFI from 2000 from <laughs> Punk Goes Metal. According to Spin Magazine, going through their horror rock growing pains, a young AFI put in a performance that's as stiff as a course. <laughs> six, number six. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They hired a three-year-old kid or something. Any idea who this is? Is that like Vince Neil from the Rock of Ages soundtrack in 2012, ladies and gentlemen? That's Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise. Say what? Tom Cruise doing Paradise City, Rock of Ages. That was a movie All right, for children. Because it is Tom Cruise, I'll give him. It's awful, but I give him credit. These are the worst appetite for destruction so covers kid. on Sin and Spin. Five, number five. We've been dancing with Mr. Brownstone. He's been knocking. He won't leave me alone. Probably don't know who this is. This is Kelly Lofstrom. He was the fourth place finisher on uh, Finland's American Idol, or a uh, Finland Idol. Probably Finland Idol. Where he yeah. presumably he was the Baltic answer to Darty at the time. <laughs> um, sounds like a guy from a drama class. But how's this kind of what's going on? Yeah. From uh, Spin Magazine and Spin.com, these are the worst appetite for destruction covers, and we made it to number four. Ted, that's our uh, good buddy Lizzie Hale there and the guys in Hailstorm. Oh. Out to get me from an album of covers in 2011. Here is how Spin spins this one. 
so clean and overproduced it comes to be a heavy metal high school musical outtake. You'd think Pennsylvania retro maniac Hailstorm would be more at home with this than, say, a Lady Gaga song. (laughs) It's not a bad song at all. It's actually a pretty good cover. These are the worst appetite for destruction covers, according to Sid and Spin. Or a spin. A garage band with their one drunk friend. In this the is uh, this is a band called Break the Silence uh, from Bring You to Your Knees, a tribute to Guns N' Roses. Uh, this is the guitarist from Rise Against, and uh, a lot of these tunes on here. They say even the growly voice Wintercorn switches to mid-chorus as he belts out the song title is less Cookie Monster than Grover, <laughs> as decadent as a half-empty bottle of Flat Zima. <laughs> These are the worst uh, Appetite for Destruction covers on Sit and Spin. Two, number two. It's so, it's so easy, baby, when everybody's trying to please me. It's so easy, baby. This is Natalie Renault and DJ Lau, It's So Easy, from Vintage Cafe Essentials in 2011. According to Spin, a drunk driving anthem gets the chill-out treatment. Nothing fakes class more than expediently uh, than a millimeter deep groove and a girly girl coup. And in keeping with the genteel mood. SU omits bitch. <laughs> My God. Worst appetite for destruction covers on Sit and Spin. According to Spin.com, we made it to number one. This is the band known as Big Daddy uh, from their album from Cutting Their Own Groove in 1992. They are somewhat hamster love, somewhat Al, <laughs> weird Al, girl talk, and sha na na. The Lion Sleeps Tonight mixed with Welcome to the Jungle. There you go. Want more of the Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on radio.com. Hello, Jill. Welcome to the Men's Room. Big Daddy! Hey. Hola. Hola. Joe, what's up? What team are you playing for today? Team Sober, Team Not Sober? Um, team Sober at the moment. All right, Joe, welcome to the show. Jill, our men's room poll, you got to pick one to never celebrate again. Will it be Christmas, your birthday, the Super Bowl, or Thanksgiving? That would be my birthday if I like my husband as much for it anyways. Hey there, Steve, I know you're listening. Wow. Man. Wow. <laughs> when was your birthday? Yes, is it Steve. coming up? When is your birthday? Uh, my birthday's not till April. April? Is it typically a disappointment to you? Yes. And why is that? <laughs> is it based on just the non-thought? Come or, on, Steve. I mean, honestly, what, what are your expectations, Jill? What, what would you like to have? Uh, well, when I pretty much tell him exactly what I want for my birthday, hey, take me to a place we've never been to eat before. Okay. Just and he brought you over to my house. Take me to the same restaurant we've been, no card, no nothing. Hey, or Steve? I'll get a I'll get a present uh, that he's bought on my credit card and then I pay it off. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Damn, Steve. Jill, what restaurant do you want to go to? Which one do you really want to try? You know, I want to go to El Gaucho in Tacoma. That is a great restaurant. To that go is to. a fine choice and a very good choice on your birthday as well. Come on, Steve. Take your damn Steve. wife out to El Gaucho. Oh. Yeah, it's nice Steve's. in there. Steve's, and then maybe do a concert <laughs> afterward at the, the Tacoma Doma. Come on, Steve. Yeah, what he got me last year for my birthday? What did he get for you last year for your birthday? He gave me gout because I'm allergic <laughs> to shellfish. <laughs> and he got me wrong and he touched oysters and then touched everything and I ended up with gout. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. So you just had to sit around for your birthday and eat, drink cherry juice like Ted does? Cherry juice and uh, then you wrap it with some vinegar with water and mm. cayenne pepper and lemon juice and wrap it. Hmm. Damn. Okay. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> All right. What do you give me? The gout. <laughs> you should get a singing car that sings about the gout. Hey, my baby, I'd like to take you out. Instead, we'll stay in as you got the gout. <laughs> All right. Here is your question. <laughs> During a battle at a park between England and Ireland, this is back in 1916, there was a ceasefire every day so that this one park employee could feed what animals? Uh, <laughs> <Hippopotamus>. <laughs> Swans? Close. The ducks. Oh, the ducks. Oh. 
I thought it was going to be a cat. I appreciate the hippopot. Okay, I was wondering, Ted did a charades, and I'm like, it looks like he's doing like a cat or a tiger. What what park do you know where there's like just feral cats rolling around? I don't. But cats <laughs> were big in England back in the day. I don't know. I saw a statue of a cat. It was a big deal in London. Really? Yeah. Huh. And they used to feed it oysters. Okay. Oh, see? You can't do that right. with uh, Jill. She'd get the gout. It was near the end of the tour. We had hit a lot of pubs. All right. Here is your question, Jill. The <laughs> oldest university in the Americas is the University of San Marcos. And what country would you find the University of San Marcos? Would it be Peru, Chile, Mexico, or Ecuador? Now let's go with Ecuador. Peru. Peru. Peru it is. Was that a lucky guess then? Uh, no, there's just a lot of old stuff in Peru. Okay. <laughs> a lot of stuff all over South America. All right. Do you remember the movie Django Unchained? Vaguely. Vaguely. All right. Well, just so you know, it came out in 2012, and that was the first time in 16 years that Leonardo DiCaprio was not the top billing person. Which one of two actors was named before Leonardo DiCaprio? He was third on the list. Oh, the guy who used to date Katie Holmes, right? Wasn't he in that? He was. Oh, you got it. Okay. Jamie Foxx. Very good, Jill. There you go. The other was Christopher Voltz. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the radio.com app. Bobbin, and we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Seema Throw Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast zero years old Tatum Miggs. Tatum Miggs would be the daughter of one of our co-workers, Steve Miggs, who works here at the radio station. After all of this time, his daughter, I want to say, at 12.01 this afternoon, Joined us on this planet where should be raised by a bald, tattooed man that is not me. And you should know his wife uh, finally gave birth. His wife, by the way, if you don't know, his wife carries so much weight in Australia, they named an entire Sydney mm-hmm. after. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. That's huge, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got an opera house the whole night, man. They treat very her Very famous. Well. Yes, she's very, very famous in Australia. But uh, yeah, so congratulations to him, man. He is now officially a dad. You're about to go broke, and your paycheck will never be your own again. No, but uh, the picture of the smiling baby and the smiling dad and mom is awesome. I like that the baby's flipping him off. I noticed that. I noticed that. She already got a read on this guy. So we've worked with this man for years, like a decade, 11, 12 years maybe. Right? I mean, it's been a long yeah, there's, time. There seems now, to be a lot of staff members around here having kids, Ted. There is. When, yeah, you, no. when are you going to make I have me? kids. Steve has kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Taryn has kids. I have a savings account. BJ has kids. <laughs> Ted has fun. <laughs> you wouldn't if you had kids. Ted might have alcohol poisoning. I mean, it's just Ted, no, rela- Ted relaxes I'm very on the weekend. Happy for Steve. Yeah. Yes, we all and are. his wife. Yeah, that's incredible, yeah, man. So yeah, twelve oh one finally on Friday the thirteenth. That's nothing but good luck. That's yeah, all I've ever heard. In a, in a beautiful baby. A Friday the 13th baby. Actually, my daughter was born on the 13th. It was not a Friday. It was a Saturday, but sooner or later, her birthday is going to be for... Well, my daughter's, my daughter's birthday was yesterday, and uh, Migs' uh, daughter's is today. I the one up to man. Just say yeah. congratulations. Just, I did it beforehand. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 